can't we just have a little fun with this alien and star thing go out in the desert and just like can't, do we have to make it a cult every time uh it's just and the cults always seem to be like to get the cult leader laid most of the time I mean, too in the weirdest way do you ever uh what's what's that movie with uh nicholas cage and it's like a oh, wicker man name? no oh mandy Mandy. Yeah, I saw the Mandy. in that one. Oh, that's a great movie, man. I love that movie. That's a whole psychedelic cult thing. And, it, you know, that seems to be the visage of every cult leader. It's like he was a failed rock star. Mm-hmm. Failed know, actor. A fail, yeah. And now he's kind of started this cult around him of everyone praising him so he can get mm-hmm. the, you know, whatever. Dude. Uh, whatever. You really can't get into the minds of these people who are like this. They're They're broken people. It's like narcissists, right? Really. Like, at the end of the day, they want people to worship them. But even, like, there must be a part of their mind that, that knows they're full of truly shit. truly believes it. Oh, see, I feel like they know they're full of shit. Like, the guy in Mandy, you know? Like, well, you can. Eventually, you can you, only... he, they broke through his little, you know, tough guy messiah facade that he had going. But I feel like if you do it long enough, eventually you yes. develop this god complex if you didn't already have one. Already, I mean, you, know, dude, you start that's believing the, the bullshit you're spewing. Yeah, that's the curse of celebrity, right? That's fucking right. Kanye. That's, that's what no one's to told him that he's, he's done anything shitty or stupid his entire fucking career, and you know now all he's putting out is shitty, stupid stuff. What do you? What did you think of Donda? Real quick, did you I listen to really, it? Really, I did not like it at all. I listened to a majority of it. I, I won't say I listened to all of it because it was like an hour and 45 goddamn minutes yeah. or something. Yeah, and I, I don't like Kanye that much anymore. So, sorry, you're not going to get my attention for that long. Yeah, I heard critics were saying it's pretty good. But there's no way I can listen to an album that long no matter who it is. And well. I, the, the, the stuff I listened to. <laughs> well, okay. You know what? Yep. On that note, what's up, buddies? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Earbuds, the show where two buds talk about one album for one time only. And uh, I, I refuse to mention an album twice. I'm never going to reference one. I'm, nope. well, I'm never going to talk about old episodes or anything. Like, it's done. I wiped that album off the, my existence. Lucas, you and me, we only got eyes for the future, bud. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know what the back of my feet look like because I don't be looking back. <laughs> I've never seen my footprint. And how would I know? How would I know? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, uh, there's two sets of prints every time you're walking around. Yours and Jesus. Oh, yeah, that's the Lord with me. Yeah, that's the Lord. He's on he's on your tail. <laughs> <laughs> he's tailing it the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he's it's kind of freaky. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I remember but he's also my plug. Right. Yeah, like I growing up I was always scared going up the stairs of my old house that I grew up in and my mom trying to calm me down said that it was Jesus following me. And I'm like that doesn't make me feel any better. Why is Jesus freaking me out like you know tailgating me up the fucking stairs? Yeah, if he's not careful, you know, you're going to bump into each other and an accident's going to happen. Right? Like you could I could trip him. 
And then now I gotta I gotta deal with the fucking guilt of hurting Jesus, it, it, tripping the Messiah. Yeah, yeah I don't want to trip the Messiah. That'd be so embarrassing. Speaking of Jesus, uh, my name's Lucas. Okay. And- <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Are we starting a cult? Did I tell you I was starting an alien cult? I was going to get into that in a little bit. Right. And it's, this this album today that we're talking about is going to be the only music that people are allowed to listen to in my cult. Oh, boy. That's going to be a miserable time for me. It might be. We'll get into it. Um, your name's Brett. Yeah. Uh, we're the odd pod couple of pod oddcasts. And, still staying uh, strong. Still staying strong. And today... We're talking about a personally sort of disappointing record, uh, Butterfly 3001, by, I guess you could say it's by King Gizzard. It was released by King Gizzard, but uh, it is a remix record of Butterfly 3000 that came out last year, and it's uh, every song on the record, I'm pretty sure every song on the record has a remix. At least one remix. (laughs) Yes. And let me, I want to share with everyone listening kind of the stakes of us coming into this record. And, uh, cause we were going to do this as a shorty last week. Like we were just going to listen to it together and record a 20 minute episode talking about it. Yeah. Then we saw it was two hours. We were uh, so naive. It's also, if I remember correctly, Butterfly 3000 was the 2021 album of the year. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And then was your most anticipated album for 2022 was this album. Was this album. Yeah. And uh, I was so excited about this remix record because I thought, what a cool idea. It's the only remix album that King Gizzard has put out. And I had these preconceived notions of what this album was going to be like. And I was expecting a lot of weird remixes. In the sense of like, and some African psych band does a remix, and then some dance band does a remix, and then maybe a, a Australian you know like MC does a rap over one of their songs. I was expecting right. stuff like that, and that is not what we got. Well, let me. I have I have a couple questions to ask you before we really get into it. Yeah. Uh, like, what is your experience with remix records? Um, you know, most of the time I have been disappointed by remix records. I remember my first one that I ever bought was uh, a Bush remix album that came out when I was like, <laughs> Bush. Yeah, I came. It came out when I was like eleven. Bush was my favorite band when I was a kid, and uh, they came out with a remix record called Deconstructed, I think, and I was so excited. And then I got so disappointed because the whole thing was just like weird EDM trance, like house remixes. And it's not at all what I expected. And it's the almost the same experience that I had listening to this record. I mean, gosh, I'd, as a person who has little to no experience with comp records or remix records... Yeah, I don't. This, I guess I haven't listened to a lot of them, but I love covers. So to me, a cover is a remix. <laughs> I, mean, I guess that's what I was expecting. I I guess I came into it expecting this might be wrong. This might be the wrong expectation to come into it with and to experience it with. But I assumed what it would be is all these artists get the stems for these tracks. They yes. reuse the stems in like different contexts and maybe add 
a couple instruments of their own and just like kind of change the whole scope of the song. Yeah, make it which, their own in whatever whatever way they can. And they kind of that kind of happened, but it it makes me wonder like it, it, remix is such a broad concept, right? Right. That you really don't know what you're getting when you listen to a remix cuz sometimes a remix nowadays can just be another rapper came on the track and they re-released the 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 song. Uh, right. Yeah, which I'm totally okay with. Like I could have listened to Catching Smoke with uh, you know, a reggaeton guy doing a little I, fucking bar like some bars over it and I I would have totally enjoyed that much more than most of the stuff that I heard on this. Because what it seems this album is, is a bunch of like EDM electronic producers putting their kicks, basses, and synths over the dude's vocals. Yeah, and making a lot uh, more just like something that you would, what I would hear at a rave, like in a early 2000s movie. Yeah, there were a lot of tracks that... I wrote down like it reminds me of Blade. Or yes, like a I PS2. thought of Blade specifically, <laughs> like SSX Tricky Menu music, which yeah is is gonna be a big thing I want to talk about. Uh, but also, there are good portions of this album that are kind of more psychedelic and spacey, and yeah. aren't as like stereotypical EDM or electronic. Uh, but honestly, I didn't really enjoy those tracks either. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, there's some people on this uh, record like um, Deaton Chris. I think his version of Shanghai was probably the most, like, original remix of any of the songs that I'd heard from the, like, that, you know, of the originals. Compared to the originals, I was like, that is a totally different version of Shanghai, and I think it's very cool. And you again, you could say that about so many other, so like pretty much all the tracks on here. But what sucked is that so many of the tracks were boring. Yeah, it it seems. <sighs> yeah, I don't think it, this is our, this is not our genre. No, it's it's really not our genre at all. And that's another question I wanted to ask you: is who is this record for? I mean, Honestly. clearly Honestly, it's for fans it? of EDM and techno and drum and but bass. But even, even then, I, I can't say I'm, I got a finger on the pulse of electronic and EDM. But to me, the majority of this record, like the original instruments the artists add to these songs sound like the same things we've been using for a decade now. You know, right. these like, blah, 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 like these basic default plug-in Two built decades, into dude. the program since yeah. it's been this it sounds like yeah it sounds like the same stuff that i would have heard in like 1994 you know from some underground house band or house dj or whatever yeah for the most I, part i mean especially fucking what was that one that i it was like 11 minutes long 4 a.m um, the catching smoke remix of 4 a.m oh god dude what even was that what was that it was 11 minutes like i don't think i've disliked a song this much in like recent history more than this one and it, i mean was it meant to sound like i was like two buildings away from a fucking rave that had all their windows open it was so weird because the first 
half of this 11 and a half minute song sounds like it's coming from a shitty radio speaker. Ugh. Like, I feel like I'm like down the street from a huge party is what it sounds like to me. And it 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 takes like four minutes for like a, a kind of beat to come in and then that beat repeats for the next seven minutes. Right. And not like there's very slight, slight evolutions and developments and changes, but you Dude. could have made this a three minute song and it would have been too long. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have enjoyed more than a minute of this and I wouldn't have enjoyed that minute either, but I wouldn't have hated it as much. So this, okay. I feel like the first thing I wanted to, to break down is like, there were songs that I loved a few, a couple. There were songs that I enjoyed genuinely, uh, others I could tolerate. And then some that I genuinely fucking hated. And I, yeah. I kind of want to just break that down really quick. Cause this is a hour. This is a nearly two hour record. Um, there are multiple versions of multiple remixes of the same song. Blue Morpho has like five versions. Yeah, I, Why did everyone want to do Blue Morpho? Honestly, Blue Morpho was one of the tracks I like that was least spoke to me on the original record. Same. But apparently all the remixers thought it was solid gold, even though I thought there were other tracks that you could use better for the kind of stuff they did on those Blue Morpho remixes. Dude, there's one cover of yours. Which is one of my favorite songs on the on the record. Right. There's. And I wonder. Like, yeah. Who's was it? Their choice. It must have been their choice. Of it must have been their choice. Pick. Yeah. Like there's one cover of Interior People, which is another favorite. Yeah. It it, it, it was disappointing. <laughs> I don't know, man. And someone did Butterfly Three Thousand, but called it New Butterfly Three Thousand. Yeah. But it was just Butterfly Three Thousand. I I don't know why they got to add. The new part two, <laughs> which that's the Peaches remix, right? It is. Yeah, which I thought. So there were some kind of big gets on this. Like they, a Flaming Lips did a, a remix, which is pretty. Oh god, what pretty, a dis, dude! <laughs> don't even get me started on that one. <laughs> oh well, you gotta admit they made it a Flaming Lips song. They that's probably the most like. That that is a flaming lips song at that point. They made it the most their own out of anyone else on the record. Sounds like an intermission flaming lips song. <laughs> I love the little like ta da at the end. <laughs> this is the music. Yeah, I thought the uh, like wow. Da, 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 I'm like da, da, yeah. Da. Like, <laughs> like make it more fucking flaming lips. Like just goofy with their you know their goofy synth uh, flutes and everything. Like they definitely made it a. You know, but I thought Peaches was a, a pretty fucking big get, too. I mean, they uh, the people I recognized were uh, uh, DJ Shadow. Yeah, another another big one, right? Another huge get. I, I recognized Flaming Lips. I was really wishing more from them, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, Flaming Lips has some really good shit out there. And this was kind of one of those like more playful, goofy Flaming Lips songs, but... I appreciated how much they they made it their own. I definitely thought DJ Shadow was that's just a DJ Shadow song at, <laughs> at that point. Uh, and I had some good things to say about about that one, but I mean, so <laughs> let's start with the songs that I I fucking hate. The remixes right. that I hate. Let's get obviously, that out of the way because I want to end with the ones I love. Obviously, we're gonna start with uh, that eleven and a half minute. The catching uh, smoke cover yep catching smoke that Terrible. was also 
one of my least favorite songs. I, I one of the I remember one of the parts of the song sounded like it was like bass busted speakers. Yeah, it was, but like, like there was also so no bass. Yeah, dude, dude. I remember the first time listening to that. It was like by the time I was like two minutes in, I kept looking at my phone and I'm just like, what am I? Like what am I listening to? And I looked right. up this four AM person that made the remix and uh I'm like I'm immediately uh not a fan of theirs. Like was it it was four AM, right? Who did the uh, remix? Hieroglyphic being. Oh hieroglyphic right? being. He just called it the four AM remix. Four AM oh. whack remix, which Dude, hieroglyphic I- being. Sorry, bud. You lost a fan before you even made one. Yeah. One of my least favorite songs. Fuck that remix, dude. It's the worst. And then another one of my most hated remakes is another version of Catching Smoke, which is so it's disappointing one, because it's it? one of my favorite ones on the goddamn record. Yeah. On the original. And it's insane that this is the last song on the record? Yeah, the one they picked the Caitlin Eurelia Smith uh, remix of this song, which I cannot, I can't take it. It's like if you asked me in high school to make a remix of the song, this is what it would sound like. It, it's off time? Like it's the whole time? very off like, time. It sets up a groove and then the vocals come in and the vocals are off time? Yeah, and they never get on beat. Uh, and there's so much going on, which I thought you might have liked that about it. Because um, of your oh. fucking ADD rattled brain. I mean, I did I did need more stuff happening on a lot of these tracks, but yeah, not like this. Even I did. Yeah. Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> That's what, dude, speaking of the fucking, like, where, where most of these songs could have been on, The Matrix. Like, these would have been on The Matrix, like, soundtrack. Oh, yeah. While they're, oh, yeah. you know, hanging out with the Merovingian in the fucking club and this horrible remix of Catching Smoke is playing in the background. It would have fit in perfectly. <laughs> but, but above that, there were some songs I could tolerate. Some remixes that that I at least tolerated, where I'm just like, where for me, tolerate is like they could be on and and I wouldn't be like, dude, change this shit. So those are those are the two that you just don't like straight off. So those are the ones that I I hate with all of my being. Okay, and so this is this is what you what is fine. If someone plays in the background, you're not gonna. It's fine. Pick them out. Right, yeah. I'm not going to, you know, we, we mentioned crackers. I'm not going to kick people out of crackers. <laughs> we have a lot of crackers on this show. <laughs> I'm not going to kick people out of crackers for eating my bed. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. So those, like, ones that I could tolerate were, like, the Hector Oaks remix of You Love. Um, just because it's just super straightforward. Just boom, 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 boom. I'm like, all right, that's fine. The Flaming Lips cover uh, is, um, I can tolerate it. Is that one that you hate? I was just disappointed because it was a one, like one of the only two artists I knew, and I was excited to hear some weird stuff. Yeah. And then it was just a drum beat and an added bass, and that was about it. And the pretty kind of obnoxious Flaming Lips like falsetto voice, uh, singing the the chorus and everything. It's you know, I understand. Oh. Uh, the the only remix of yours, I I was able to tolerate by Fred P. Um, I like that one. You know, it was is like again. If if it's on, I'm not kicking it out of crackers for eating my bed. You know. Yeah, but that was that was one where I put like I'm. If this is the current state of electronic EDM music, I'm honestly really disappointed. Yeah, for sure. Because like they, they were still used... disappointing. Tolerating music is not the same as enjoying it. You know. Right. 
but that also like one of the blue morphos by mall grab um tolerated it i was really as much as i can tolerate the the scientists uh dub of catching smoke or shanghai uh dude i'm very disappointed with his dub remix of that song yeah it's 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 odd like i i knew as soon as i listened to it that it must have been a dub producer but a very famous very famous legendary dub producer the scientist but it it doesn't you wouldn't know that from you wouldn't yeah you would have no idea and you know what i realized though because it's very basic dub it's very boring basic dub music um, all the dubby things that he's doing, all the little like echoes and the delays and stuff like yeah. that are just so boring and like uninspired. He's not even, it doesn't sound like he's having fun at all. Yeah, he's like, it's, pay me 15 grand and I'll give you a fucking remix. Like who are these guys? You know, it's so weird. Cause it seems like half of the people on this record didn't even try. And like, I don't it, like, were y'all not even interested? Did y'all were y'all not excited by this concept or anything? Like this is these are a lot of good stems that you could use for yeah cool remixes and it, especially on that song in particular, like the the piano hits were like kind of way too loud and way too time. loud. Yeah, way too and loud I, and a little like ching, 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 things. I'm just like, dude, you can't like make it go like ching, 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 ching. like do some fucking like trippy dub shit. He just literally like sounded like he was pressing buttons. And just going like whatever. Nah, man. If, if Where's I my had money? To, it, <laughs> we've had a bit of a rough streak because I would say a good amount of this album sounds pretty uninspired. And it does, but effort. you know what's weird is I got the the other I got an opposite impression that you did by by all the DJs and musicians on this record. I I heard it sounded like they tried <laughs> to me. <laughs> to me, it sounded like they tried, and I just don't like this type of music and uh you know i think they gen to me it sounded like they genuinely enjoy king gizzard for some reason i i picked up on that on most of the songs but i just think i don't enjoy their music that they make so their version of a king gizzard song is something i would hate if king gizzard did that you know like whether i enjoy the remixes or not um and maybe not everyone tried their best because i think the scientist was like half asleep while he was doing his <laughs> remix, but most people, I did get the feeling that they were trying their best, and their best is just not good enough for me. Yeah, I, I don't. As a person who's not in this community at all, who does not listen to any of this music, it's hard to tell. Uh, but it it seemed like either no one was really developing developing anything about the track or it seemed yeah. like a good portion of the songs were just gizzards vocals with whatever like plugins they had and they just yeah. kind of did whatever with they're it like put they some didn't. reverb and uh this fucking you know vaporwave synth patch like over here's it. my synth here's my 808 kick here's my wubby bass i'm just gonna i don't know give it a do and, and like use none of the stems from the song aside from the vocals and I'm just gonna do whatever with it yeah yeah I totally agree man um it it's it's weird to think that I feel like these people tried really hard but the songs are still really boring it like doesn't make sense to me logically but I just I, I feel like there's no reason why 
so many people would want to do a Blue Morpho remix without really liking Blue Morpho. Right. Same with Catching Smoke. Same with You Love. There seem to be some like fan favorites on this record uh, in terms of like these were what these bands wanted to cover. Uh, and dude, it was so frustrating for me because they basically have all of the same songs in a row, right? So like, there's like four right. Blue Morpho fucking remixes in a row, and I specifically listened to this album on random because of that. And I, did you not? I would have done the same thing, but I would have lost track of like what songs I listened to. Oh, dude, I was, yeah, the way I was listening to this is like, as the song is playing, I was writing it down, you know, so, but what's fucking really frustrating for me, both, both times I listened to this record, because I couldn't listen to it more than twice, they, I still heard like three versions of Blue Morpho in a row, even though it was on random. Right, no matter how you shuffle it, you're gonna (laughs) like, get three of these things in a row. Yeah, there's five... There are five remixes of Blue Morpho on this record. And one of Interior People. I and don't understand. <laughs> honestly, the Blue Morpho remixes were some of my least Least favorites, favorites. yeah. Same. At least, like, least that stood out. Because they all kind of had the same... It seemed like they were all going for the same thing. Where it was like a very distant, airy, mm-hmm. kind of in nothing, no focus, no structure thing. There are multiple songs... On this record, that my note is whatever. I just wrote whatever. Yeah, they're also yeah. Same for me. They're they're yeah. just blank tracks without any <laughs> notes. Like, on them I got at all. nothing to say. I am so bored. But there were some stuff that I genuinely did like, though. Like what? <clears throat> I uh, I liked uh, Bullets. I don't know. How you said Bullent. Uh, his remix of Two Point Oh Two Killer Year. 2.02 killer yeah that was a uh that was one that like kind of got some pep back in my step track 13 right is that the <laughs> the fucking what's the the drum line that every house song uh breakbeat yeah what's the what's it called the the amen break the amen break uh yeah. that's on this song right yeah it yeah it has a it has like a different the drums are kind of changing through the song while mm-hmm. the main riff is kind of playing through the whole thing uh, with the soft echoes of vocals, like in the background. And that know? fucking, I love when the meows come in, that meow synth. Meow! <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. And the that farty, deep kind of bassy synth too. It just sounds like a really fucking good fart. <laughs> it's a real satisfying... <laughs> A real good one, you know. That was one that I, I did really enjoy. There are others. Do you want me to keep going? <laughs> nah, I think we could stop there. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't think we can go through every track on this album or anything like that. No, for sure. It's it's just, you know, I would say I genuinely enjoyed probably 25% of the record. All right, so about like five or six five, songs. Five of the 20, 21 mm-hmm. songs. Yeah, about about five songs, five or six songs I genuinely like, like that I probably might listen to them again, even though again I genuinely like them for what they are. Uh, because picking my choice nugs was pretty fucking difficult. 
Yeah, it w- it wasn't so hard for me. <laughs> no, like were there I, were there very standout tracks for you on this? I I think there were three songs, about three songs that I genuinely enjoyed listening to, and the more the record went on, the harder it was for me to like give these songs a chance because I kept getting deeper and deeper in the blues of like, oh man, like this is all this thing was like we I built know. up all this hype, dude. I am this... so disappointed. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I don't know. I it, it, like maybe it was too much, which you're like I don't know what to expect when you listen to a remix record, and I'm not sure how to best ingest a remix mix record. So I just did it yeah. how I usually do. And well, that. we might not we might not have known what to expect from a remix record, but we did have an expectation because it was a King Gizzard record. Yeah, like King Gizzard has this. They have a reputation of their name where they're like yeah. innovating and they're tr- always trying to do new stuff. They're always trying to do I- new things and they like can't put out a bad record. To me, they haven't missed once since uh, Nonagon Infinity came out. They haven't missed once every record I've fucking loved. And this is technically not their record. But you put it out, guys. Like I'm stacking but, it up against all your other records that I really, really, really love, and uh, this is my least favorite King Gizzard record. Yeah, in the end, it's Butterfly Three Thousand One by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Right. You know, even if y'all signed off on this, <laughs> even if y'all didn't make any of the songs, like, yeah, this is this is my least favorite Gizzard record by far. Yeah, for sure. But you know, all the negativity aside. Um, there were some moments of levity, I guess you could say. <laughs> some moments yeah. where I wasn't upset, uh, and some genuine moments of just like, ooh, like, like parts where I was just like, oh, I like that a lot, especially with like really good headphones, stoned, walking my dog. You know, right. I was just like, oh, these are yeah, these there's some really nice moments. So like, let's get into it, man. What was your what was your first choice nug? It is time. It is time, it is time for Choice Nugs. It is time, it is time, it is time for Choice Nugs. Well, are we, uh, we're still doing the, uh, kind of thing we decided on before where we have our favorite song and then our favorite remix? Yes. Compared to the original? Yes. Alright, well, I'll start with my favorite remix. Okay. Uh, and that would be, (laughs) let me find it real quick. Uh, it it's gonna be catching smoke by damn funk. Oh, dude, that was a the honorable re-freak. mention. That's an honorable mention for me. I really like that remix. I think it's it, it's I don't it doesn't use any of the any vocals if I remember correctly, but uh, it's interesting. It uses a lot of the bass material from the song, which I appreciated a lot. But uh, dude, it, that it, fucking like early '80s funky synth bass though. Oh, dude. So fun. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you got me, dude. Uh, And yeah, it like nearly has a structure of a song, you know? Mm. And uh, yeah. It's so dancey. It's very dancey. It's, it's actually got things developing and it, he's like got multiple instruments mm. and by the end, there's like, the two minutes of the last two minutes of the song, like he keeps almost ending the song and you think like, Oh, the song's over. And then he brings it back. And I, for some reason, I love that about it. 
<laughs> yeah, this this uh this has such a fun vibe to it. Like this is one that like you put on at a party, and like oh people are dancing to this for sure. Because yeah. it, it has that clappy uh, snare going. He has like I would at least three synth- synthesizers going on at once, doing all these different things. Right. I'd love that that cheesy jazzy synth bass sound dude <laughs> and i love that he uses those bends on you know like that little wheel oh yeah like on the on side the, of this the little wheel of dude. the piano yeah he's like flicking the bean over there just fucking <laughs> like fucking he's got good technique i'm guessing i don't know i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to gender this person but yeah okay damn funk is a guy uh and he looks cool as shit on a spotify picture he better yeah, I know, dude. Yeah, this is a fun one, man. It's very like '80s dance uh, song, in which kind of uh, really, I guess you could say like basic and straightforward in that way. But that's only in the beat, because then everything else that he builds around it, just yeah. a lot going on there, right? So like, doesn't surprise me that it's one of your your favorites. Yeah, and it, you know, I love that. You could still tell, you know, what song it is, but he's he's definitely kind of changed it and it's the best utilization of what the original song had to offer yeah uh, so that's that's why it's my favorite remix but you tell me yours dude i mean the my first choice nug was the easiest one to pick because it's definitely my favorite remix on the record um and in my opinion it's also really made it their own in a really cool way and it's uh deaton chris let me see what uh, the full name is. Shanghai. Deaton Chris Anthony's remix of Shanghai. This one, this is what I wanted to hear from the scientist. <laughs> like, Deaton Chris Anthony did a better dub remix than the scientist did of the same fucking song. Right. What are the chances it's, of that, dude? It's so weird because if you have this album going in order, it's almost hard to tell that it's a different song because it, it does the very spacey. It's got a lot of delay. Uh, and a lot of vocal the further, manipulation. The the further the song got into it, the more I liked it. Uh, it built really nicely, right? Like it built yeah. up on itself. I love the that. A, I mean, I love the reggae that they're doing in there. Love that deep synthy reggae bass going. Right. I, I'm assuming it's a synth. It just sounds so fucking cool. Uh, I love that he does that little like that kind of you know eastern sounding synthesizer like replacing the vocals for a little bit right dude when this song opens up it is so fun oh dude it yeah like the uh the break beat after like a minute in <sighs> was like, which I was sounds not like expecting that I was it comes out of nowhere and it's so fun and it was like it this is old school uh dubstep like this is what dubstep I think sounded like in the '90s before it became all the like uh, right. Skrillex type shit. Yeah, and it's it's very rooted in reggae, so I'm hearing reggae during that that crazy drum beat with a super tight classic like drum and bass snare, you know. Yep, and it sounds like. Uh, an actual set to me, honestly, like it, it sounds like acoustic drum set, which made me like it even more. But then you have that part like two and a half minutes in where it's like, boom, 
and then it gets into that like kind of classic sounding dubstep or the you know the more recent sounding stuff dude yeah this this song just jazzes me man and then they end it back on the chill reggae thing and it's just such a lovely ride yeah this was another song i did genuinely enjoy yeah right like this i'm so glad that there were at least a handful of of tracks on here that i was happy to listen to because man i'll tell you that bush fucking remix album from from my childhood was so just can't let that go Dude, you know how many times I listened, I forced myself to listen to it because I wanted to like it so bad. <laughs> I have vivid memories of going to the mall with my little fucking Sony, you know, CD player and forcing myself to listen to that record and just hating it. <laughs> I can just imagine a little Lucas just like trying to trying to get so hype listening yeah. to this Bush remix record crying listening to a fucking house record <laughs> crying because I don't like it I want to well what uh, was your second choice nug man was it easy for you to pick that your your two it was pretty easy yeah because you said you had three that you really really liked right yeah it was like three or four I think I liked god one of those blue morpho remixes I did actually like uh, I think I, the Z- Zandali. Yep, that's too. the that was my favorite one too. Because <clears throat> it it kind of incorporated like nature sounds and bongos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like the bongos. It kind of had like a Latin feel to it to me. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it it uh, had a switch up in there, which I wasn't expecting. Yeah, a, a few of these songs, and I feel like they're they're most of the ones that I I actually liked. Um, they didn't do the same fucking thing for five minutes. You know, it wasn't right. the same beat for five minutes. Like they would switch it up every every once in a while, and it does so much to like entertain me but know? i i think that is definitely got to be a problem a personal problem for us because it's totally. not on it it's like the basis that edm and electronic is supposed to be very long very repetitive i think it's know? supposed to be kind of like uh it's psychedelic in its own way it's like trancey right you know? it, you're it's trying to put you in a trance which uh which it, it would you know you know when some people meditate and they fall asleep <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what would happen to me. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely a, a fault of ours. But mm-hmm. even still, like, do y'all not like the shorter songs that mix it up and evolve? Like, I don't, I don't get. It. But in any case, it. I'm gonna show you my. Uh, this is probably my favorite song on the record. Oh, okay. And it is the first song on the record and it is black hot soup with dj shadow i think it's pretty obvious to tell why i like this one there's a lot of it's it's active this song black hot soup was another one of those ones that i didn't really gravitate to neither did i i really actually don't like the original so so it's really refreshing to like i don't know it's it's just a cool song i love the beat i love the bass I love how much he incorporates the like the woo. I love the woos. Any any person, any artist that used the woos was better than all the others. I, yeah. I, like, I, think I that's mean, that's such a King Gizzard fact. thing too, right? How many woos do, do King Gizzard have in their songs? Like, that's what he does every time they do their little psychedelic, you know, psych out thing. Like, it's it's, it's a trademark. 
it's a trope yeah it's a trademark and it's just, it's he's one of the only ones that incorporated it um and i love the baseline right it sounds like something out of oceans 11 uh yeah it's so cool and i love my little dj wiki wikis yeah you know man, i'm a love the sucker for those uh, I love the the synthesizer that will it's it's he made it a DJ shadow track and it's so cool and it does have structure also like there's a chorus and I feel like the chorus is when they're doing the woos yeah for sure yeah <laughs> and that bass like I love that bass dude it sounds like a stand-up bass was no, I don't think that bass was from the original, was it? I don't think it was. I, if I remember, you know, Blackout Soup is one of the ones that I kind of would zone out on, and it, I don't think it has right. much structure in the original. I think it's kind of more like muddled and just kind of like a really, a really weird song. So Blackout Soup is just a completely different vibe. Yeah. So yeah, I I I just really like this remix, man. If I if I'm ever like. This is going on my like skate uh, playlist for sure. For sure, dude. For sure. Yeah, this is a good one to like have on when you're doing some action sports. <laughs> when you're on your, when you're on your BMX, on your mongoose. Yeah, when I'm on my fucking. <laughs> when I'm on my mongoose. Yeah. <laughs> Remember those, dude? Everyone Mickey wanted those. Bike. Dude, I'll, I'll be on my fucking Heelys going oh, through the through yeah. downtown listening to this song. It looked like super short shorts. <laughs> what was your uh, second note? It, it was pretty hard to pick, honestly, man, because um, I really like that Damn Funk Catching Smoke uh, remix. I liked it, it went back and forth because I really like the peaking. What is it? I mean, these some of these names, dude, are so fucking weird. I couldn't write them down in, in full. Let me see. Uh, twenty pieces. Peaking lights. Yeah, the peaking lights. Uh, remix the trans transcendelic macro dosing mix of dreams. Uh, (laughs) I that was one of my first choice nugs. I really like the just that really simple. Like it reminds me a lot of a of a Bob Marley remix album, Roots Rock remixed. And they a lot of the songs sound like this, just kind of really driving straightforward beats. But he has a lot of cool timbali hits on it, right? I appreciated uh, those. Yeah, the timbales were nice. But honestly, it was uh, I landed on the first single that came out uh, for this record, and the first song that I heard from this record, like weeks before it came out, the Peaches remix of uh, Butterfly Three Thousand. Really? Yeah. Okay. I I think it's uh this was one of the ones that I was just like oh Peaches fucking loves this song like hearing it, you can hear it in the <laughs> remix you know she lets it build she takes it almost like two minutes or something for it to like really come in like two and a half minutes almost and then when it does come in that synth and the and the kick hitting at the same time boom 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 that's just like immediately <laughs> you're just like dude I could picture a a huge rave. And the lights just hitting at the same time. And that's when everyone would lose their shit. That's the fucking Matrix like orgy scene in the second <laughs> Matrix movie. Is what I see in my head listening to this song. The Blade Vampire orgy. Dude, exactly. 
Like whatever right. werewolf orgy that there was probably in Twilight or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think that was that was the second movie. Yeah, they, yeah that was uh, Breaking Dawn. But uh, yeah, I feel like Peaches really made it her own while still kind of honoring the original songs like trippiness. Like she still right. made this really trippy, even though it was just a hard, almost sleigh bellsy like bow 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 bow. I'm just like, ooh, <laughs> I like that fucking beat, man. It's aggressive. I I thought it was. I thought it was like, I I I like I like how it evolved. It was pretty chill, but it still had some momentum behind it. Some aggression, even though it was chill and trippy. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It, it was just one of those ones. Like, yeah, that was pretty good. It was, you know, probably float more towards the top mm-hmm. of the uh, shit soup that this <laughs> album is. Yeah, this gumboot shit soup. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought I thought uh, the new Butterfly Three Thousand. I thought it was a fucking vibe. I like the straight kick and snare. I thought it was simple in the rhythm and the beat. But then she, I think she kind of switched up the vocal, um, where they are on the beat a little bit. So it sounds a little off. It gives it a weird rhythm, but uh, I really like it, man. And it's and it's again, it's the first. It's a little disappointing because it's the first single is the first track that I heard from the record and it ends up being one of my favorites kind of sucks I was hoping to hear uh, a lot yeah, more that... better on here you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think aside from the two or three we talked about there weren't it's not like they were abhorrent or like bad to listen to but no. it's just not first off it's not something you and I listen to and like also all. it's just kind of boring a lot of the time yeah i mean there was there was a handful of songs that i was genuinely um just like indifferent about yeah yeah there were a good amount of those for me as well how crazy is that i I mean it it was the same thing when we were listening to billy talent's latest record (laughs) right where i can't remember the last time i was bored and just kind of indifferent (laughs) about a song i mean i either you know there's some feeling like i have feelings I usually get, a, you know, a song will bring something out of me most of the time. When a song is genuinely boring, it is really off-putting to me. <laughs> well, it's rough. It's it's tough, especially if that song is like 11 and a half minutes long and you got to oh listen to God. the whole thing. Yeah, well, that's one that I fucking hate. Well, I mean, there was also the uh, other 11 and a half minute song, Yours. Uh, Dude, the that? Yours cover was so disappointing. But it, I mean, I don't know. I like the original so much, but it's just so boring. This remix. Yeah, it, like just another one where I didn't have anything to really add to my notes for it. Yeah, so many. The dreams remix by Yusu was very boring. The Blue Morpho cover by Viral or whatever was was boring. It's just yeah, it, it's it's it was disappointing. Let's let, like. You know, let's get into the ratings, man, because this is yeah. uh, this is just killing me inside. <laughs> what is your uh, <laughs> I think the rating for this is a little odd because it's a comp album, basically. You know, it's it's yeah. it's kind of weird to put one distinct rating on something made by like at least 21 different people. I mean, I'm giving my rating as like the album as a whole, 
how much did I enjoy this? You know? Sure. I mean, it's a two hour record. First of all, how many times did you listen to it? I listened to it three times. Wow. Yeah. Six hours of this. This is my rating for this is going to be a lot more subjective. It's going to be a lot more personal than I think the rating I would usually put on a record. Okay. Uh, But with that being said, I'm going to give this album. I'm I'm giving this thing like a 2.4 out of 10. Yep, sounds about right. But like it's it's not an album you're supposed to listen to in order and fully in one sitting and really pay attention to. And multiple you know? times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> multiple times. So it's it's weird to give it a rating cuz you're not supposed to listen to it as an album, but it is released as an album. So yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think know. Yeah, no, I think that rating is fair because I'm going to be right around that, uh, you know, right around that area. I think if if every one of these DJs or musicians put out their own, just like they released their own remix of a King Gizzard song as a as a single, I feel like that right. would have been a way better release of this, honestly. Whereas, like, if you already know these, uh, you know, these DJs or whatever, you're going to see it on their on their Spotify and go, oh, cool, you know, like they did a remix of a King Gizzard song. And then King Gizzard can kind of like share it as a playlist on their page or something. But releasing this as an album, um, you know, it definitely did it a disservice. Uh, this is two hours of, you know, like yeah. pretty much or like it's two hours of not that. even not even that not even that like I that was the that was a better beat than any of the songs on the record <laughs> that I just did. Uh, yeah, man. But I I also I mean I I don't know if this isn't meant to be listened to in one sitting and uh, paid really close attention to, because I do feel like there's an audience for this. Like there's going to, there are going to be people that love this remix record. And, uh, and I'm happy for those people because if I was a huge fan of this type of music, the, if I, if I loved house and techno and EDM and stuff, and then I also loved King Gizzard. Can you imagine right. like, this is probably going to be some people's favorite record by them. I, well, I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard for me. There's no context in which I could listen to this entire record uh, and also enjoy it. No, for sure. I mean, it's definitely a genre that I don't typically jam on my own. And especially if I don't have to, uh, like I did for this fucking podcast, uh, where you know <laughs> I'm dedicating four hours of my life to listen to this and just jot down how much I dislike it. Uh, right. So I'm right around there, man. Like I told you, there's probably five songs that I genuinely really like and the rest I either tolerate, hate, or am completely indifferent towards. So, you know, what's 25% of 10? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a 2.5. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, well, I already forgot. I'm fucking stoned. Did you give it a 2.5 also? <laughs> Yeah, give it like a 2.4 or okay. something. Honestly, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just, you know, as we're both just such huge fans of theirs too, man. So it's just such a bummer to to get. I was, this was my most anticipated album of the year. It, it, you know, if, if we were going to choose one, we both chose one anticipated album. If we were to choose one, we would have chose this one because Butterfly 3000 was our album of the year for 2021. Yeah. This was our anticipated album for 2021 this is like we were so hyped for this album and it was so, so disappointing but listen buddies thank you for listening yes i really i genuinely genuinely really want to know 
what you think of this record, especially if you're into electronic music, if you're into remixes, and like if if these albums come out and you listen to them, I yeah. want to know what it, someone in the community, someone who listens to in this music, know. thinks of this music. Yeah, be our fucking EDM Sherpa, man. Like we need Gu- guide us up this mountain. <laughs> guide us up of... this Everest that is this record. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was unfortunately a slog. But hopefully listening to this episode was not a slog. <laughs> uh, and let us know, like, if you listen to this whole album, like, we we commend you too. And, like, fucking leave us a comment on our Instagram at EBPcast and we'll we'll, we'll give you some love, man. Because this is, uh, if you don't listen to this type of music, holy shit, it's tough to get through. Yeah, I would say if you're interested and you don't listen to electronic, like, listen to our favorite songs or maybe just shuffle. For and sure. if you if you listen to four or five songs and there's nothing for you, don't bother with the rest. Put the phone down. Just put it down. <laughs> don't don't listen to one of the 11, 12-minute ones either. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, you know. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, buds. Uh, yeah, like we said, EBPcast on Instagram. Uh, I'm at Jean-Luc Guitard. Brett is at uh, Brett Hanrahan. Um, we have some like fun guests coming up soon, but I, I think our next episode is 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 that our guests? It is. It's it's our guest Mug Dog. Mug Dog, a band from uh, Austin, Texas, and uh, hung out with these guys a few times in our Mortalis days when we were uh, playing shows out in Austin. So, yeah, I'm really excited to have them on. Do we know what album they're they're choosing? Uh, we do not. I will. Uh, we gotta ask them. Yeah. Today. Yeah, we gotta ask them. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, look out for that episode. And uh, Brett, what would you what would you rate this episode? Ooh. <laughs> I would rate this episode a three point zero zero one. Yeah, ooh, I like it. I'm gonna give it the same rating. <laughs> I'm just not high enough to understand the, <laughs> what you did there. <laughs> All right, buddies. Uh, but, Thanks but for hey, listening. Listen, listen. I'm not gonna let this bring me down. Yeah. This is gonna be a great year in music. It's true. I am not going to let this put me in the pit. At the end of the day, this was not a King Gizzard album. This was a remix album. So I blame all the DJs. <laughs> I blame all the DJs in the world. Yes. For this one, uh, Brett. I think. I mean, I would say this was. This was informal. This wasn't this, formal. This was statistical. <laughs> this was This was like surgical. This was surgical. I felt like I've been in a doctor's office for the last hour. But you know what? Any any episode with you, bud, is good. That's yeah, true. Good point. Uh bye buddy. Bye y'all.